Coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, first high atop the banks of the majestic Blackstone River. Greetings from the jewel of the Blackstone Valley. You're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay. Some good music. You like that music, don't you? That's wonderful music. Yeah, you know, because I'm quite the creative soul. You made that yourself. I did, with the help of a few friends of mine. It's, uh, you know, it's good. Welcome to the Eon Project, Welcome. where we scrape the nether regions of the world mm. to bring you barnacles of wonderfulness. Oh, did you just make that up, or were you thinking I about that? I thought about that last night as I was trying to go to bed. Did you? It really rolled off the tongue. It, it, it didn't really. It's kind of awkward. Yeah. But Speaking do- of uh, barnacles, do you like seafood? Uh, not really. You know, we live in a seafood haven here. Seafood, yes. Seafood uh, uh, area, yeah. Seafood galore. You don't do the shellfish? No, I'm actually allergic to shellfish. So, Are you? Yeah, so, so don't send me any in the so mail. So if I took a scallop and rubbed it across your forehead, what would happen? I have to go to the hospital. Oh, boy. I gotta stab myself with an EpiPen. Don't do that. So last week, well, welcome to the Eon Project. Yep, welcome again. Uh, where we discuss all manner of things related to all manner of topics in a lighthearted fashion. That's right. In order to bring you, as I said, barnacles of wonderfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about uh, last week, or the last show, some of our international listeners. Yeah, we, we got some more. We did, and uh, so the, the chili the chili folks didn't listen again, so they must have oh, been turned off. The chili farmer had maybe, to go get his crops. Maybe it didn't translate well into, into Chilean Spanish. No, probably not. But uh, I did notice we had some uh, a listen from the Republic of, the, of Korea. Really? The Korean Peninsula. How cool is that? Just one listen, though. Oh, just one. Which means they clicked Maybe on... Maybe it was Kim Jong-un. Oh. And he wanted to see what we're doing over here. I don't think that's the Republic of Korea, though. I think. That... Oh, no, you mean South Korea. Yeah. Not the Republic of... Well, oh, what maybe, maybe... No, the Republic the of People's Korea. Republic of Korea, that's isn't it? It's the North Korea, yeah. Oh, my God. So maybe it was him. Could maybe be. he's listening into this program as we speak. Oh. Well, anyway... That, that'd so, be yeah. interesting. No, I saw we actually had some listens in Russia as well. Oh, we did? Yes. Oh, I missed that yeah, one. Mother, I wonder if it was listens. Maria. Liz- Maria? Yeah, the ASMR girl. Remember I told oh, you about her? Oh, it could have been. Yeah. She heard that there was a free plug for her for her uh, hypnotism talk <laughs> or whatever it is that she does. Yeah, no, I didn't see that part. So anyway, I wanted to tell you about an experiment that I've been conducting. Okay. Over the past couple of weeks. It's an experiment in underwear. Ooh, like uh, like different types of yeah, underwear? Yeah, so here's what happened. Mm. So for many years, as long as I can remember, and I'm, I'm not a young young man. Nope. But I'm not an old man either. Uh, but for, for, for as long as I can remember, I've been wearing boxer shorts. Just boxer shorts. Okay. Nothing else. Well, I wear other clothes too, but as far as undergarments go. Yeah. So I decided a few weeks ago I was going to switch up my routine, mm. and I was going to purchase some uh, uh, exotic underwears to, to, exotic, like, to participate uh, in. You know, like a banana hammock type underwear? No, not like the, not oh. like the thong. Oh. But more like a, a, a boxer brief. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I made the switch. Yep. Um, and I have to. I'm, I'm, I'm going to report the results to you now. Please do. If that's okay. I'm on the edge of my seat, literally. So I feel uh, that I'm going to go back to boxer shorts. Really? And reason, yes. And the reason is because I feel way too constricted. I feel all tight. You know, it, it takes a little getting used to. But here's the here's the uh, issue. So years ago, I myself made the switch. Oh. I was a. Uh, well, you know, growing up, I was the tidy whitey fella. <laughs> and then who wasn't? And then I switched uh, as I got a little older. I switched to the boxer shorts. But the problem I ran into with the boxer shorts is that they're too loose. Yeah. And when you wear them under a pair they of uh, up. clothing or je- you know, jeans of sorts, some mm-hmm. sort of uh, pantalones, uh, they, they kind of bunch up on you. Okay. So and you they, went to boxer briefs. I went to the boxer briefs, yep. and uh, I will never never go back. Well, they feel silky, so you feel like you're doing something wrong. No, no, not silky. Just get the cotton ones. No, I get the silkies, because now I feel like, you know, like a French prostitute. I'm all gussied up. I have silkiness. Well, that's your problem. You're buying silk drawers. Just go get the... Uh, they're not real silk. It's it's a poor man's silk. Just get the the cotton smalls, you know the uh, smalls, <laughs> the and and you'll be fine. You know I, I get the tagless uh, the tagless comfort uh, comfort uh, brand. Oh well, you know? look, th- now that we've discussed our under undergarments, I want to tell you uh, we should tease the topic for today. Well, let's tease it, but then I I need some help with something too. But okay, well ahead. let's tease the topic because people who are listening, you know, are going to say what the heck? I'm not listening to this anymore. Yeah. So today we're going to be discussing. Uh, a couple of different things. We have a special guest that we're going to be speaking with. We do. Uh, it's actually a follow-up guest to a, a previous show that we did about Haunted Indiana. That's right. We're going to get to that. And then uh, before that, we're going to discuss our experiences with paranormal and the paranormal investigation field, mm-hmm. which we have uh, experience in. That's correct. We're going to discuss uh, the paranormal group that we were in, how it started, some of the, some of the, uh, some of the cases that we did, and kind of how it got to the point where it did. 
And then we're going to get to our special guest and discuss the haunting in, uh, in Indiana. That's correct. Well, I recently had a paranormal event as well, that oh. uh, may, an unexplained event that you, maybe you can help me with. Let's see. And it scared, it's literally scared the boxer briefs off me. Oh, no. So for the past, I don't know, with the past year or so, I've been, um, you know, I've been, I've been experiencing and taking part in uh, an uh, Asian massage. If oh, you will, yeah. okay, um, the legitimate kind. So here's the thing, right? So you always have that negative connotation of the Asian massage parlor. Where Why you go in be there. Asian? Can you go to like a Ukrainian? Massage? No, you could, you could, but you know the the Asian massage parlor has a reputation of doing different things oh, yes. besides yes, the body do. massage. Yes, they do. So I, I I stumbled upon not too long ago a, a an Asian massage parlor at and believe it or not, and of all places, the local shopping mall. Ooh. And I don't know if this is this happens anywhere else around the world or in the country. But, but this this particular uh, storefront uh, massage venue is right by the main entrance to the Sears and Roebuck. Oh, right, so you could shop for a craftsman tools. You and could also get a rub and tug. You, <laughs> well, I don't know that. I don't know if it goes that far, but oh. you know what I mean. Yeah. So I walked by one day and I said, you know, I, I always enjoy the massage. It makes you feel good, sure relaxes you. You know, the hot oils and all that stuff. <laughs> so I gave it a shot. I walked in. I was hooked from the get go. Right. So when I go in there, you know, I don't I don't converse with anybody. Just, no, we've, just, we've discussed this. In just the past. go in there, you know. Do your business. You go in a little booth there. There's a sign right in the wall that says "Leave on all underwear," so you don't take oh, they your don't underwear want you, off. They don't want you getting stark naked. Nope. In, in the mall, they don't want you getting naked. However, so anyway, I, I've done this a few times with, uh, you know, no no problems, mm-hmm. you know, l- limited issues. Um, so this last time <laughs> Limit, I went limited issues. <laughs> What's today? Saturday? So I went a few days ago because I needed a massage. I had hurt myself. I pulled the muscle in back. Oh, yep. So instead of going to a, phys- a physical therapist or a doctor, you decided to go to the Asian massage parlor. Exactly. I wanted to get, that makes sense. I wanted to get it rubbed out, right? So I go in there. The usual routine occurs. I go in there, leave my underwear on, get on the table, right? Uh-huh. And you know how I get face down. So you know how the, the massage table is that little thing you put your face in? Yeah, so you don't suffocate. So there's a little hole there right. so you can get your face right down in there, mm-hmm. right? So usually I close my eyes. I just put my face there and I join my massage. Mm-hmm. So she comes in, starts working me over. <laughs> was it wait? Was there any dialogue, or did uh, she just start going at it? No, no, they don't even say anything. Like she they has, say, they don't ask you what oh, kind of massage. Oh, she just make a little noise. Oh, and uh, shows me the timer because you set the time. You got to tell oh, how long you want to be in there I for, see, right? So she she's doing her thing, and what they do is, which I was quite surprised by, is that they they climb all over you like a spider monkey. Oh yeah, they like oh, climb yeah. on top. They jump on you. They they wrap their legs around you. They whack you. Get out of here! I swear to God. They whack you. So this is a family show. That's not a problem up until this moment, where suddenly I I hear the noise of what sounded like a uh, a hooven foot, cloven foot, a cloven, <laughs> and but you know like the sound of like a clacky shoe, like a clip clop, a clip clop. But yep. you know when you when you drop a clip like if it's on your foot and you and you take the footwear off and it makes the noise, yes. like it drops oh, to it the floor. Shoe. Yes. So clearly she just took her shoes off. Oh no! It's a po- at this moment. That she climbs on my head and starts, she starts what? like giving me a massage, right? And I'm like, she climbed on your head. I was tempted to. Do you want to see what's going on? Well, no. See, here's what happened. I made the mistake of opening my eyes when she got back on the floor, okay. and I I gazed upon her uh, unsheathed feet, <laughs> and you know me and feet. And we right? know how you feel about. Feet. I don't like feet, and no. I have a problem with them. Yes. Uh, I I, uh, I despise them in all in all forms. So it ruined my experience because I opened my eyes they not and I feet? saw raptor claws wandering <laughs> around the table. Why'd she take her shoes off? Well, I, I don't know if she, she probably didn't want to kick me in the head with See, her wooden sold shoe. I thought I thought what you were gonna say was she was gonna climb on and start trampling trampling all over you like you were a bunch of grapes in Italy or something. Like no, that. she didn't do that. She didn't climb and start. Walking Thank God. On Thank yeah, God. That would have been. Worse. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't wanted those uh, daggers. So so did it ruin the entire experience for you? It, it did. I couldn't relax after that. I was on edge the whole time. And uh, when the, the timer went off, she goes, you want more time? And I said, uh, no, I'm done. Thank you. Well, that's a wonderful story. And I left. So are you not going to go back there or is it, is it going to go? I will, but else? I got to give it some time. Oh. So maybe they can get a new. Or just close your eyes next time and don't open them. They can get a new round of ladies in there. No matter what you hear, don't open your eyes. I won't open them. Hmm. I'll just Well, that leads me to the imagine. next. That's a great story. That leads, Thank you. That leads me to a new story that I want to share before we get into the paranormal paranormalities. Oh. So I bet you've been wondering all these years. What has happened to Dukes of Hazard star Tom Wolpat? You know, I actually just was thinking the other day, what's he, what's he been up to? You, you were thinking that, right? Mm. So, 
This comes from Fox News, believe it or not, one of the most trusted news sources in the world. He was my favorite Duke boy, by the way. He, you liked him better than... He was He was. He Luke. was Luke Duke. You liked him better than Bo? Well, yeah, I mean, his name was Luke Duke. Bo Duke. Luke Duke. Mm. Anyway, so here's the headline. Dukes of Hazard. Tom Wopat pleads not guilty to indecent assault and drug possession charges. Oh. Which drug possession is never funny. However, the other part is kind of funny, so I'm going to read that part. So Tom Wopat, one of the stars of the 1980s hit TV show, Dukes of Hazard, was arrested on drug battery and indecent assault charges in Massachusetts, where we, we reside, well, oh. I reside, on Wednesday night. This was this past Wednesday. He pleaded not guilty on Thursday to grabbing the buttocks of a female member of the cast in a musical he was supposed to appear in. So he grabbed a buttock mm. without permission Oh, and made some sort of lewd comment. He did. And was subsequently arrested. Was it a double-handed uh, It doesn't grab? say if he used both hands uh, or if he made any kind of noises or anything like that. It just says that he grabbed the buttock. Mm. Well, you know, his his career is probably not going in the direction that he... You know, you know, at what point do you in your life yeah. just say, forget it, I don't care about social norms or behaviors, I'm just going to start grabbing buttocks when I feel like it? Because th- that just seems odd to me that someone would just say at that point, well, maybe know, that's I'm just going to do whatever I want no matter what. Maybe that says a lot about who I am as a person because I grabbed my first uh, buttocks probably I think when I was like in fourth or fifth grade. Is the statute of limitations run out? And we were at a, uh, there was a circus going on, I think it was a Ringling Brothers circus, Oh. Uh, and it was a crowded uh, lobby. Everybody was on the way out, and the hottest girl in school, I won't mention her name at the time. Hottest fourth grader ever. And somebody dared me to grab her buttocks in the the crowded area, and I did. You did it. I grabbed a handful, and I was a little guy, so I I blended right into the crowd, into a guy's trousers, and I wandered away. I was going to say, did you grab it and then run, or did you wait for the reaction? Nope. Or what did you do? Well, I I saw the reaction, but from a distance, so I grabbed it. So did she uh, know it was you? No, she was looking around frantically trying to figure out who she probably it was. thought it was an old man. It there was, was like, an old guy with a fedora right next to her. I think it might, anyone might have been him. F- anyone with a fedora. Actually, it could have been fourth, eh, fourth fifth grade, someone, something like that. Someone who was uh, suspicious. That's a young That's a young age to start grabbing buttocks. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a young age for your first assault. <laughs> so you just graduated for it after that. I did. Oh. Well, anyway, so that, that that's uh, our, I think that's the extent of our uh, foray into the nonsensical world of uh, us before we get into the topics of the day. Mm. And I know some people like it, some people don't, but we do it anyway because we don't care. No, definitely not. I think it's fun. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to discuss the paranormal. And uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to start by just telling a little bit of the, uh, telling the audience a little bit about uh, our experiences with the paranormal as as, as far as investigations go. Uh, because we do have some experience in that. We, we, uh, we had an investigative group. Uh, we investigated several... Um, Several cases, if you will, of supposed paranormal activity, some more successful than others. And then we got, but more than that, we were able to gain a glimpse into that world because it, it's a, it's an entire subculture of people right? Uh, in the paranormal world as far as investigations go. And a lot of, a lot of the listeners maybe who watch the shows on TV or who, who have never been involved with that might not know that, that, that there's a lot that goes on there. There's a lot of, um, interpersonal relationships. There's a lot of, uh, Infighting, jealousies, uh, you name it. It's it's an inter- interesting world to say the least. Yeah. So it all, so it all started for us many years ago, uh, just with a and not to get into this isn't going to be a, a foray into our young lives because we we we've done that before. We'll probably do it again at some point. But so basically, the the whole paranormal world started for us uh, when we decided that we were going to get into. Um, investigations and prior to starting our own investigative group we actually participated in a couple of investigations with other established teams that's true and uh what we found was and the reason that we started our own group was basically that there was a whole lot of um there's a whole lot of nonsense going on out there with regard to the paranormal and, and this was uh around, around 2008 2009 yeah uh and so the ghost hunter show was big on tv it was a, the whole big you know, the paranormal uh, TV show phenomenon was getting big. So everybody wanted to have their own right. team. So I, I will give Ghost Hunters the props in that regard where they yeah. were, uh, you know, obviously they were some uh, groups before that, but they the ones that kind of brought it to the mainstream. They had the TV show. Right. Um, and what happened was a strange thing occurred is that everyone, all these other groups that started popping up after the popularity of the TV show yeah. thought that they had to do everything as it, the TV show exactly. took place. They and, would you know, do it they the it. exact same way. And then... It actually bears some explanation. So Jason and I, without getting into too much uh, too much of our, our personal lives, 
have backgrounds in investigations and in law enforcement. And I know we've talked about this before, but we've we've basically done criminal investigations uh, both on the private side and then the public service for many years prior to that and, and t- continues to this day. And so when we when we were working with these groups, so, so to speak, working with them, going on an, uh, an investigation with them, we, we would see what they were doing and, and kind of poke some holes in, in how they were approaching things and uh, how they talked to people and how they went about conducting their investigations. And that we looked at it and said, this is something that we can improve upon and make it more of a, a professional, if you will, um, a, a professional investigation. So that's basically where we wanted to go and where we started it off. And so... We, we, we held a recruiting drive. That's true. We did. We went to the uh, local library. Yep. We rented a room. We rented. It was free. Actually, it wasn't rented, but we did sign up for the room. We signed up for the room. We had a present. We had a PowerPoint presentation. Yep. Uh, of how we were going to approach things, and the turnout was immense. I think we had three people. Come. We did. We had three people show up, and basically, we, we, we you know we, we laid it out. This is how we're going to do things. We 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 laid it out that we're going to do things in a very professional manner. Um, Mostly because we wanted to lend some credibility to it where we had found that there was not a lot of credibility in that field. And, and when we say professional, we mean joking around. And, and what, and well, we what jo- I mean by that is yes. we joke amongst each other, but when we are right. dealing with a, a particular client or somebody yes. who is interested in investigation, we try to be as professional as possible. Mostly because, it, and, and, and as you could tell from uh, from speaking to people who have experienced the paranormal, this is a very, uh, it can be a very stressful experience. and. They don't want a bunch of jokesters coming out there mm. and, and, first of all, messing up their house, and secondly, uh, uh, giving them a whole bunch of bunk about, you know, what they're finding and stuff like that. So we, we tried to standardize our approach, and we had a, a method of operations and standard operating procedures, and we had manuals and everything, and it was going great. We had waivers, waiver we had, forms yeah. that people sign. Yeah, it, it was going very well, uh, and we had a, a few investigations, and maybe one day we'll talk about them in depth about, yeah. you know, what it is what the case was, what we found. I mean, I still have our notes and, and junk and like that. And that's the thing about it. Like prior to prior to getting into actually going out and, and checking out some of these locations, uh, I always kind of believed in these sort of things, never personally experienced anything of my own right? Um, up until that point. And then there were a few things that definitely um, were unexplained in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think the first, the first actual case that we did was a relative uh, of ours at, that was experiencing paranormal activity in her home. And we... We went there, and it was a very old home. It was in Connecticut, I believe. Yes. Yep. And uh, we experienced stuff the very first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yep. very first night doing it. Uh, and as I said, we, we had a lot of experience in, in real investigations uh, and were not easily uh, startled by things, and we were startled by things. So I think that was the fuel for the fire, uh, and, and we kept going. We did, a bunch of, we did a bunch of cases, a bunch of investigations, and everything was going very, very well. Mm-hmm. However, we had some experiences with some people. Sure. Uh, that kind of soured us on the entire uh, investi- uh, paranormal investigation field. And, and, you know, it just goes to show the, the greater point that we're talking about. For some reason, and I don't know why, but they, and I guess that happens with so, sociologically within any group. There tends to be, in, they can be infighting sure. and there can be some uh, jockeying for position and, and things of that sort. So it happens within the paranormal field as well. Especially when they think that there's there's some sort of monetary gain or publicity to be had. And because that, back then... Uh, you know, everybody was getting a show. There was mm-hmm. a new show every two minutes, and and uh, and we had experience with this too, where where film crews were coming out and producers were calling, and and everyone was trying to get on TV, and that leads to leads to a number of things, like you said about infighting and stuff like that. But it also leads to people uh, being tempted to uh, fabricate fabricate evidence and, and 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 exaggerate things, and and that just once you start having to question someone's credibility. Um, you lose everything. You don't. Correct. You don't have any. You don't have any legs to stand on at that point. Mm-hmm. So, we we had uh, uh, we had a situation within our own group where uh, we had some. I don't know how you would classify, but we had some people who wanted to splinter off and create their own group. They didn't like how how Jay and I were running things, and um, basically there was a coup. There was a coup d'état. There was, but it wasn't like they just said. Because, you know, like grown men, you think we yeah. say, hey, listen, you know, I don't want to be in this group anymore. I, oh, I don't start, like the way you're doing something. I want to go start my own group. Well, right. then you know what? You're, you're not beholden to me for any reason. Just no. get up and go do your own, own thing. That's but unfortunately, fine. we, you know, uh, there was some deception and some uh, things going on behind the behind the scenes that we didn't come to, you know, find out about until later. Yeah. And so Mike and I just decided to disband the group altogether. Right. Um, which I think those that wanted their own group kind of, uh, you know, 
that's kind of what they wanted anyway. They so wanted they, to have their own group and, and, and their group, you know, whatever. The, I don't I don't I don't know what they're doing these days. And I really don't care. However, um, it just kind of soured us on the entire investigation field. We we did meet a lot of people in the in that business that were nice. Mm. Uh, the vast majority of them were nice people, I think. Uh, but like you said, anytime you would you have um, an enticement like money, fame, whatever, it, it makes people more apt to do things that they you know th- that are not correct and 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 kind of deceptive and and like you said fabricating evidence we ran into that a couple of times yeah we ran into people who were uh, exaggerating you could tell we're exaggerating things and it just it, it, it made it bad for us and, and not only that but uh you know some of the things that just working with other groups as well is you know you uh, obviously it's not it's not a science right well this it, the, yeah and we like to say this show is the Eon Project. We're experts of nothing. And we'll be the first ones to tell you that we're not experts on anything. And especially when it comes to the paranormal, there are no experts. Right. Because if there were experts, everything would be explained. It's not, it's, it's, these people, you could, you could have been investigating the paranormal for 30, 40 years. That doesn't make you an expert because you still, you know about as much as I do right. or as much as anyone. And if, if you're trying to, if you're trying to document in some way or, record in some way, you know, very minute fluctuations in the environment around you? Would you be walking around smoking cigarettes and, (laughs) you know what I mean, just just disrupting the environment as you're trying to gather information? It's... Sure. And and that, and and, I mean, we we had people on our own team that you would, that that would, and and not to get, and I would never mention anybody's name or anything like that, but to have people who, you, and I honestly believe that there are people who have psychic abilities. I, I believe that they they do. I've seen it. I've seen some unexplainable things that people can do. But also when those same people uh, exaggerate because they know there's a camera there, mm. then you start going, well, why Why would you feel the need? To, if you're a legitimate psychic person, why would you feel the need to? Because the spirit channeled itself into soon, the person as, as, as the, the camera, camera appeared. <laughs> it happened. So, um, yeah, we're not, we're not trying to dig at it or anything like that. And I think at some point, Mike and I may revisit this whole thing, um, but if we do, obviously we're going to be a lot more selective with yeah. the with the people that we bring in to help us. Um, and I mean, because honestly, like like I said before, we we investigated some things that were legitimate, uh, legitimately creepy and weird and unexplainable, and then we went to some that were nothing. Exactly. And and the ones that you think are going to be a big deal or turn out to be not. And then we ran into people who were trying to to, to capitalize on it. There was one particular lady who wanted to turn her her house into a restaurant and she really wanted someone to say that it was haunted so that people would come. And that, whenever you get in, into that, then you start saying, well, I have to question everything that this person has, has told me. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. So that, that that's a, we just wanted to tell you a little bit about our background. We do have uh, a few years of experience in the field. And uh, so w- when we, d- when we discuss the paranormal, we discuss hauntings and things like that. We, you know, we've been there. We've, we've been on in these places and seeing what, what goes on and, Right. Um, and I think as Mike mentioned too, I mean, we could, we could do a, we could do a program on, we could sit down, we have to go back and review some of the, some of the investigations we went on and some of the things that we came up with, but we could sit down and do a show and kind of briefly recap each one and some of the things that, that were discovered uh, in those cases, which we I did, think they're interesting. Yeah. We uncovered a lot of good stuff. And, and then uh, in a minute, we're going to bring on a, a special guest that's going to discuss her, her own personal experiences in, in a haunted location. Uh, and she's got some pretty good stuff to say, some pretty good, uh, interesting things that right. have happened. And, and, and with nothing to gain, I might add. Nothing, no, that, that important point. Yeah, nothing to gain. This is a person who's not looking to get a, a television show or, or write a book or anything like that as, as often is the case. So. so, yeah. So I think what we're going to do is we'll get into the next segment. Um, we're going to get our special guest on the line. We'll talk a little bit talk a little bit about her, what she is, what she does, uh, her experiences in life and uh, in Grandma Betty's uh, haunted house. Ooh. So stay tuned. All right, so I think what we're going to do is we're going to bring our special guest on this evening, and our special guest is actually, um, she's related to, I don't know if anybody remembers, but a few weeks back we talked with uh, a, a, a listener, a loyal listener named 51 Pan Man. That's that was the, a great episode. That's yeah. the handle he goes by, mm-hmm. and uh, he talked a lot about, uh, he talked a little bit about the Monroe House in Indiana, the haunted house there, but he also talked firsthand uh, knowledge and account of uh, a place that we lovingly call Grandma Betty's house. I remember Grandma Betty's house. Yes, there was some interesting photographs that emerged. That's true of that of that building. That's correct. That's uh, in Liberty Center, Indiana, I believe. Um, but but right now, our special guest is actually a a relative of Fifty One Pan Man. Oh. And uh, her name is Tanika, and we're going to go to her right now. Tanika, are you there? 
I'm here. Hi. Good, good. I'm glad you, I'm glad you could join us. And so um, I guess you yourself, obviously you have a history there as well, being that it, it's, uh, you know, a house that's been in your family and you know a little bit about it. And you too have had some paranormal experiences that have that have taken place there. Why don't we just take a step back for a minute and talk a little bit of what you know about the the history of the home and any uh, paranormal, uh, not paranormal, but the, you know, any tragic experiences that may have occurred there over the years. Well, um, the the home is, of course, my grandmother's, and uh, I um, grew up in the Liberty Center house, basically. I spent uh, every weekend and the entire summer in the Liberty Center house, and um, it was my my grandmother's uh, grandfather's home that he built, and uh, he lived there, and he also utilized it as the he was the town doctor. Mm-hmm. So it was the the doctor's house, or um, you know, also the doctor's office. Right. And uh, there's there's just a there's the house is awesome. There's just amazing history, and it's full of five generations of items. You know, as family members have passed, we've never removed the items and just you know keep layering. <laughs> so right. there's Lots of, lots of history, and it's very personal, and letters, you know, there's Civil War letters in the home, and hmm. um, but uh, uh, there's train tracks that run behind the house, and one of the really cool things about the barn that I always liked and thought was really amazing as a child was it was marked for hobos hmm. as uh, oh. a friendly place. Right. friendly place to stop yes it you know said that you know it was the barn was offered up for a place to stay and um, my grandmother Nellie it would have been my great-grandmother Nellie um, you know was a good cook so she was marked as you know not only a good place to stop you'll be welcomed but um, also you know she's gonna serve up some pretty good food um, wow that's with that being said yeah, it's it's really really pretty neat, and um, you know my uh, Nellie um, was really active in the church. There's you know Liberty Center is pretty small. There's I think a gas station, a post office, and two church two churches. But um, long ago there was a high school there, and uh, her husband worked at the high school. And in the summertime. Um, they would rent the upstairs rooms out for, you know, teachers that were, you know, teaching at the high school. And um, <clears throat> it, it was always really sad and it was always talked about um, when I was a girl that uh, one of the school teachers passed away from fever upstairs. And, you know, she wasn't married and she was young and, mm-hmm. you know, um, all the doctors' ledgers are upstairs, so we used to always kind of joke that she haunted the area. And as a kid, you know, I kind of was like, yeah, you know, wasn't so. I guess uh, I wasn't so much a believer. Just always kind of thought that they were, you know, spooky ghost stories. But uh, right. So as a, definitely as a kid, you didn't at, up until that point you hadn't really experienced anything yet, but you found it interesting nonetheless. And you you guys would tell stories about it, stuff like that, right? Yes, and um, there's, you know, all kinds of really neat, um, the front room has, you know, a bench seating, and it wraps around the interior of the front room, and has all of this really ornate woodwork, and um, the house was always used for town funerals, so, oh, so everybody doc- would... It was a doctor's office and a, and a funeral home. Well, they didn't, like... Back then, they didn't, like, do embalming or anything. It was more like they just had, you know, the front room would be filled full of flowers. Um, You know, everybody would bring flowers, and then the casket would lay right there on the, you know, bench seat that wrapped around. Yeah, they would open their home to people that wanted to basically say goodbye to their their beloved, you know, relatives and things of that sort. So they'd open their home to them, and Mm -hmm. they'd, they'd come in there, yeah. Yes, and then the the piano always would be out on the front porch, and you know the service would actually take place usually in the front front yard and um, up on the front porch. You know, it was just the town jewel the house was. You know, mm-hmm. just with all of the ornate you know work and outside. So yeah, it was used, and um, 
we always, uh, you know, grandma would always like to pull out the pictures because it would be kind of, you know, um, they're on cardstock, so fairly old, but just picture after picture of, you know, I, you know, it's kind of morbid, but yeah, they would take pictures at the funeral of the dead and the caskets, and <laughs> so it was wow. true, and yeah. So as a young, so, so as a young person living in that house and snake, you didn't live in the house, but you were there quite often. Is that is that correct? I spent the summer probably almost every day in okay. the summer. So growing up there, you, you know, and as you said before, you heard stories, uh, ghost stories and uh, spooky stories, you know, and, and a, like a lot of things, sometimes sto- a lot of stories begin with a, a kernel of truth to them, even if it's a legend or, or something along those lines. So a lot of times there'll be an actual event that sparks a story and then the, obviously the story gets bigger and more yeah. embellished. But so as, as a young person there, what kind of things... You know, what led up to the, to the beginning of whatever type of paranormal activity you may have witnessed? Well, um, my my grandmother was a snowbird, so she always traveled to Florida for the wintertime. And we would close up the Liberty Center house um, in the wintertime and, you know, winterize it. And then when she would come back in April, I would open the house, always would open the house and give it a really good good cleaning and, you know, get it ready for, you know, their trip back to Indiana. And I probably started realizing it in my 20s that there was something going on. (laughs) And I, and I really wouldn't, I really, I, at first, you know, I always kind of had thought, you know, maybe it's a friendly entity, you know, my um, family, you know, I'd, I'd spoken about some things that had occurred to me at the house and, you know, I would, um, you know, my, my grandmother and my aunt was always very reassuring. They were like, you know, this is, it's always been a family house. You know, if it's, if something's going on, it's surely, you know, a spirit from, you know, the family and, you know, and so I would, there would be things. The upstairs was always more active than the lower level of the house. So I would be, and I would be in the house cleaning by myself, you know, because everybody was still making their way from Florida. And um, as dusk, you know, as it would, the sun would set, it would start to pick up. And I, um, you know, there, things would, would happen. You know, um, I could hear, you know, there's a creak in the, in the hallway upstairs and, um, you know, I know the sound because I've walked the hallway a million times. And when you put your foot there, you know, it makes a very distinct someone's walking there. It's a walking creek. And I would hear that downstairs and I would be like, you know, there's no way that anybody's walking upstairs. So, <laughs> I'm the only yeah. only one here. So you're the yeah, and, you're you're uh, the only yeah, you're the only one in the house and obviously, you know, it's that that sound only occurs when something or someone is walking in that particular area. Correct. Mm-hmm. And um so, you know, I would always get this sense of uneasiness. You know, you'd have this like, ooh, you know, that's a little, you know, that's a that's a little something, but I would kind of just go, kind of ignore it, mm-hmm. go about my things, and then, you know, I would kind of tell myself in my mind to be at ease with things. I'd be like, well, you know, I'm taking care of the house. I'm sure whoever, you know, it is that's moving around up there, you know, would appreciate that, and, you know, they're not going to cause me any issues, and, you know, I'd speed up my cleaning and try to hightail it out of there right. pretty quickly. <laughs> But the most, um, one of the most horrifying moments, um, and I remember, you know, telling my grandmother about it is um, actually my son Elliot was about five and uh, we were prepping the house and um, he was downstairs watching, you know, television and I was cleaning about downstairs and, um, you know, Liberty Center is a quiet area. You know, there's not a whole lot of, you know, really crazy sounds from outside that, you know, will, you know, that you would hear and startle you. But um, we were sitting downstairs and it sounded like a locomotive train went barreling through the upstairs and it, you know, 
startled me and my son and my son looked at me and he was like, you know, mom, what is that? And I just was like, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure, but hmm. we're going to, you know, go ahead and head home now. Wow. <laughs> you know, we were out of there and, you know, the next day I went and the TV was all fuzzed out and, you know, everything was fine. Nothing was disturbed upstairs, but definitely like a startling sound. And it was like, well, that's our, our departure. We're gonna when you say that <laughs> head it, out. When you say that it was a sound like a locomotive, was it was it something like uh, just like a, a series of loud noises or some something moving around or what? What kind of noise was it? It was an audible. It sounded, you know, like when a train is whizzing past, you know, your windows and mm-hmm. the windows rattle. It was, you know, the TV glitched when that happened, like the TV, you know, we had a DVD in and the TV started glitching, you know, so it was just, Hmm. you know, some sort of burst of energy, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Physically hear it. And, um, you know, it disrupted, you know, the television and, um, it was very noticeable, you know, it wasn't like a subtle sound and, uh, it's like, well, we're, we're gonna go. This ahead is our cue to go. <laughs> so some of the some yeah. of the, some of the yeah. pictures I had I had posted before that um, that fifty one Pan Man uh, had provided us, and that I think you provided as well. Um, there's the the boy, which I think is your son, is is laying on the couch, and you, you've obviously taken a picture of him. Um, and in the background, there is some very interesting, uh, f- for lack of a better term, faces, if you will. Now. Obviously, you're, I believe you're the one that took the photograph. At what point did you notice there was something strange going on there? And at the moment that you took the picture, did something, was actually anything occurring at, at that time, at the time of, of the photograph being taken? Well, actually, at the time, it was, it was kind of a, it was a very peaceful moment. Now, the dining room, it's in the dining room is where the faces are, mm-hmm. are, are showing. And um, it was actually a really peaceful moment. Elliot was staying, I was caregiving for my grandmother and aunt at the time, full time. Mm-hmm. And um, surprisingly, um, we hired out help. Of course, I couldn't give out 24-hour care. Um, and we, we actually paid really well. <laughs> you know, and cash. And, uh, you know, I think we, you know, it's like $17 an hour just to kind of sit there and hang out with the ladies. And oh, be careful. And, the uh, IRS is listening. Yeah, right. yeah. So, uh, I hope you did the, I hope you did the proper forms. <laughs> we did, we did 99 forms. So oh, we're good. Right. Good. We're covered. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, I couldn't keep, uh, third shift help could not. And, uh, you know, people would always, I would, always get phone calls you know in the middle of the night and then be like you know we're we're not we're not going to stay we're actually quitting so I could Hmm. not retain retain help at night what kind of things what kind of things were they saying like what was what was the reasoning for them not wanting to stay well one of one of the ones and I actually it's it's a pretty it's a pretty scary story actually um at the time I was more angry (laughs) to tell you the truth but um, I had a lady, and she uh, had always done day shift work for me, and I paid extra for the night shift, actually, because I, I wanted to spend some time at home at night in my home, and uh, she finally was like, you know, I think I'm going to uh, stay. I want to stay tonight. I want to try the third shift, and I said, perfect. We'll set you up downstairs in the in the living room, and, uh, you know, I set up the television for her, and um, I said, you know, if you need anything, I, I was leaving and she was relieving me. I said, if you need anything, give me a call. And um, I started on my way home and about five minutes out, I get a panic, panicked. I mean, I, I dispatched at the sheriff's department for years. So, you know, when someone calls you and you, you can hear that they're sincerely panicked, she was sincerely panicked on the phone hmm. and she... Uh, she was like, Tanika, you know, somebody is upstairs here oh. in the house. She said, someone is upstairs here. There's someone in the house. She says, I'm in the kitchen. Uh, she says, I'm I'm petrified. I can't move. Oh, you, no. You've got to come back here. And um, I said, well, how do you know someone's in the house? And she said, I could hear the doors 
shut upstairs. Of course, my grandmother and aunt were bedbound downstairs. Nobody wow. would go upstairs. Yeah, so it wasn't them so, wandering around up there, that's for sure. No, no, bedbound. Hadn't been upstairs, up in the upstairs area for probably over two years. Wow. So I turned around and actually... I knew immediately that we were, that it was, you know, some sort of paranormal activity. And I was actually, I was pissed. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, when I got to the driveway, I had made up my mind that when I pulled in, I was just going to go, you know, walk in and immediately go upstairs Mm -hmm. and, um, and, you know, chew whatever it was out so I get into the house and I see Pam and she is in the kitchen panicked. And I said, you know, just wait right here. I said, I'm going to go upstairs and check upstairs. And immediately into the landing, you turn to the right and the staircase wraps around to the upstairs. So I flip on the light switch and went upstairs. And as soon as my feet stepped to the very top of the stairs, all of the hair on the back of my neck and, and, and body, everything just went on end. And I still was like, you know, I'm not going to be intimidated by this. So I went into each room and flipped on every single light. And then I propped all of the doors open. I was like, you know, you can't shut doors if there's something physically, Mm -hmm. you know, against the door, (laughs) propping the door open and, you know, checked everything and came downstairs and left all the lights on. And I said, you know, Pam, I said, I think it's fine. I said, you know, maybe it's an old window, you know, blew right, the like door a draft shut. or something. Yeah. yeah, of course, we actually, for security of the house, we nail all the window seals shut. Wow. <laughs> so not only are they closed, but we don't want anybody to be able to push them up. So we nail them shut. So I knew that it wasn't a draft, but I was trying to relax her. Right. And, um, I said, you know, I said, uh, I'm just going to wait here with you. I said, you know, it's we'll get through this. I said, I'm just going to sit here with you for a few hours. And, uh, you know, so you're not by yourself and you're comfortable. And as we were sitting there in the front room, um, in the front room, I could hear the movement coming, you know, from upstairs. And I thought, oh, boy, this is <laughs> going to be bad because I can hear it and she can hear it. Right. And I course would not be like oh you're crazy it's very audible you right. know and so um as we were sitting there um the movement would come down the stairs and you could hear the sound of it coming down the stairs so i would almost turn around in my chair and look back at the stairwell and you know the movement would stop and then i would face forward and then the movement would continue so it would get braver i oh. would say as what i would think about it cuz i really tried to keep the downstairs you know free mm-hmm. you know kind of like you guys can have the upstairs you know whatever you want whatever you want to do you just don't want it but, to come you downstairs know, i need the downstairs <laughs> right. right yeah i need the downstairs huh. and um and uh we were sitting there and a door slammed shut upstairs and I thought, and I just turned around and I looked at Pam and I said, you know, I think the ladies are going to be okay here tonight. By the time. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we all go? <laughs> I said, we're just going to go ahead and, you know, call it a night. Mm. And uh, we, we both laughed, uh, you know, my, my poor grandmother and aunt, we, we left them. We abandoned them. Wow. Actually, that and, was that was their ploy uh, to get you to leave so they could have a throw a huge party. They have a party there. And uh, they were probably <laughs> yeah, ripping right, it up. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, wow. uh, you know, the scary thing about when, you know, I've always had that feeling as even a child is, is when you're leaving the house, you can feel some something. I always say someone, but something looking at you you Mm. can feel it you know on you can feel it you you know someone is watching and it's not my grandmother and aunt who are bed bound but somebody is watching you leave and i never turn around to look at the house when i'm i am focused so you know what i've noticed just just in the brief time that we've been that we've been talking is is that when you it seems like it there was a little bit of a shift from uh, when you were a young person and you were a kid being there, that it, it was 
uh, and every all the accounts that were relayed to you were, were that it was friendly or whatever it may be. Uh, yeah. it, it's kind of turned a little bit to being more of a malevolent uh, feeling or, or a feeling of uh, of dread or, or it, it's turned a little bit, right? Absolutely, and I think I, to tell you the truth, I think I actually spoke to the pastor, which you know is uncomfortable. Most people don't. <laughs> Right, you know, sure. They don't. They don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, um, I was actually intimidated enough. I was like, you know, I I need some professional help. You know, I can't keep help here. Um, you know, it was it was it was physically exhausting for me to go into the house every day. Um, the feeling was overwhelming. Um, it got more and more brave, and um, you know, I was like, what what can I what can I do? And I think that the, I think what happened is, and, and when I look back on it, is is my grandmother and aunt. Of course, it's very an emotional moment when people are terminally ill right. and they're they're in the process of passing. You know, everybody that comes into the house to see to visit to see the doctors and nurses. You know, there's all of this emotion, mm-hmm. and you know, as death approaches, people. Um, you know, want to come to some sort of terms spiritually, you know. Sure. And um, my aunt um, really knew that she was going to pass, and she wanted a pastor to come in. You know, she had worries about her immortality afterwards, and I think that that, I think it pissed him off. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know if that's, you know, true or not, but I think, I think that it was, I think that it was upset. I hired, um, you know, a lot of people that um, were uh, religious, you know, they spent time in prayer with both my, my grandmother and my aunt. And, um, you know, the majority of my family on that side, besides my grandmother and aunt are atheists. So I think, I think that it was like, hey, you know, what's going on here? This is our place, you know, and you're bringing all of this Mm -hmm. positive energy in here. And uh, I think they were. Well, I I also wonder, I wonder, and and this may, this may have actually happened without your knowledge. Sometimes when people hear that there's a, uh, um, a haunted building, for lack of a better term, or a, a haunted residence, they may try some sort of half, half-hearted attempt to clear whatever entities may be there. And that, like I said, that may have happened without your knowledge. And sometimes uh, it, when someone does that, it actually angers whatever may be in, in residence there. And, and that may be what happened. That may be the, the cause of the change. Well, and it absolutely was. And I did something similar to that. My, my grandmother would not allow me to bring a pastor in. I really wanted a pastor to come in because my staff was worried. You know, the people that I had there were worried. And um, speaking to my pastor, you know, um, he said, you know, there's there's certain things you can do. And, um, you know, spiritually, it was, you know, you almost have to have faith in yourself to have the ability to do it, you know, so sure. it's, it's kind of a mind trip <laughs> in, yeah. its own, in its own way. But he says, you know, you can give off a presence and 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 be territorial about certain areas and and um, you know I guess radiate a light is what he he described it as. So he suggested, and he said, you know, you can use cooking oil. <laughs> he said, you know, a lot of people think that you know you have to use like holy oil, and he's like, no, if you pray with it and you're serious about it, you can set up boundaries. So. The downstairs area, I left them the upstairs, but the downstairs area, I literally went through every room, burned sage, you know, said mm-hmm. this is this is our our area, rubbed oil on the window seals, and uh, it it was good for actually a while there. It worked, and um, it slowly deteriorated. Wow. You know, it started, and then it started to get really, you know. Um, 
I remember, you know, sitting there, it was a changeover again. I always would come in early for changeover to kind of, you know, pass people on. And we were sitting there and, you know, there was this candle in a mason jar, you know, with sand and, um, and the candle was in the middle of it. And, you know, sitting there having a conversation and the candle is, you know, smack in the middle of the table it didn't flip off it's not a crooked table and you know the candle and the and the mason jar went you know right right off the table and wow. you know I'm looking at the girls and I'm just like you know you, you guys are free to go I'm gonna get the vacuum and <laughs> vacuum this up and you yeah. know it's kind of like you know they know I know but nobody acknowledges so you're, it. you're basically apologizing for a spirit for <laughs> sorry about <laughs> that like it's, a, yeah. like it's a little kid that, that broke something right Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, you just, you try to, uh, and then when you leave, you know, you know, of course, clearly the staff figured out pretty quick it was haunted. And, uh, you know, I would share with them some advice that I had gotten from the pastor. You know, I said, you know, when you leave the house, you know, I said, you don't want something following you or attaching to you. Um, I said, you got to really cleanse, you know, yourself of that and say, you don't know, you can't come with me in there. You can't follow me to my home. And uh, it was got very aggressive, got very pissed off when it figured out that we had some tools to, mm-hmm. you know, work efficiently there with so, it. <laughs> so was there was there ever a time where there was any anybody that was injured, any kind of physical attack on a on a person, anything like that? Um, you know, it had never, I was always really fairly pleased that it had never touched anybody. And uh, unfortunately, I was touched. And um, Wow, what happened? It, oh my goodness, it was terrible. Um, I would always, uh, the night shift, and you know, this is just, you know, it was petrifying for me. I would, you know, um, I would talk to the pastor. I said, you know, it really cooks up, you know, about 3 a.m., I would say. I said, you know, I would like to, you know, uh, I said, I try to get to sleep before 3 a.m. so I can sleep through it. And uh, he said, well, you know, 3 a.m. is, he says, that's, you know, it's not, it's, there's a reason behind that, of course, which it never occurred to me. And he says, you know, 3 a.m. is the witching hour, you know, because you have Mm -hmm. the Trinity with the three. And uh, he says, you know, it's, it's the darkest part of the night mm-hmm. and uh, it gave me chills actually describing that because it was so consistently, you know, right at mm-hmm. that time. And so I would try really hard to get to sleep before that. And, um, it was actually during a winter storm and I had been stuck in the house for quite some time. People couldn't get to the house. The roads were so bad. And, um, uh, I was kind of, losing territory downstairs it was getting finally i gave the dining room up to him and like tacked up blankets you know across the entryways and uh you know it was like okay they got the dining room you have the living room you know the downstairs bedroom and kitchen and the bathroom so you were like the neville chamberlain of uh, paranormal uh, (laughs) events you're appeasing you are giving up uh swaths of land to appease him yeah yeah like okay you guys got that you won <laughs> you know like wow. that it's quite you know, a battle going so, on here yeah it was it was it was very uh it was and uh it was late at night and i would sleep in the front room actually where the bench seat is where i took that picture of elliot and um i could hear the movement coming down the stairs and um i would try to stay calm and not um, because I feel like it almost feeds off your emotion, sure. you know, like it can tell that you're intimidated. Mm-hmm. So um, I would try very hard uh, not to be fearful or intimidated. And I would just tell myself, you know, it's like it can't physically do anything to me. It can't touch me. It can't, you know, I'll be fine. Well, um, it all kinds of movement going on in the dining room. I could hear, you know, the china cabinet has dishes in it. I could hear, you know, the dishes um, in the china cabinet, you know, movement in the dishes. And uh, and I got a little panicked. And I was like, well, I kind of reverted to my childhood. I was like, I think I'm going to sleep in Grandma's room. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, like right, on right. the 
and I mean, I feel like I'm fairly tough, you know, like I, you know, served and, you know, like I was like, I, you know, in the Marines and, you know, or, you know, it's like, I'm not, you know, don't get not usually scared easily. easily. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. No. And, uh, so I went into my grandma's room and, um, you know, went to sleep on the Davenport is what grandma would call it with the couch. And, um, as I was laying there, I could hear it getting closer. And I was like, Oh shoot, you know, we're going to lose the the front living room. And, um, I was trying to close my eyes and, uh, you know, just closing my eyes, trying to stay focused. It's like, you know, I just need to get to sleep, I need to get to sleep. And, um, three fingers, pressed firmly against my my cheek i was laying on my side on the couch and um the most petrified i have ever been in my entire life it was brief and um i was like i had you know i just kept telling myself in my in my mind i was like i i have to uh open my eyes i have to find the courage to open my eyes get my boots on and get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. And um, I struggled with that for quite some time. Like I, ha- I have to. I was paralyzed almost. Could not move with fear. So wow. So it touched. It touched your face. So it's so, very distinct. Yeah. Not 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 just like a you know like a touch. Like a forceful uh, feel, push. Could feel the three fingers. Like you oh. know someone's index, middle, and ring finger pressed against my cheek like yeah i'm i'm touching you hmm. and you know it and i know it and you can feel it it was huh. very could feel it wow yeah. what, did, what did you do after that i struggled yeah. <laughs> a good for i you know it felt like an eternity i'm not really sure but i struggled for um a significant amount of time to uh opened my eyes. And when I opened my eyes, I just went to a sitting position. My shoes, you know, were at the floor of my feet. I focused directly on my shoes, put those shoes on and beelined for the exit. Once again, once again, abandoning your grandmother. (laughs) Yes. Isn't that terrible? I, I, I I'm, felt terrible. I'm surprised about you it. didn't put her on your back and fireman carry her out of there. <laughs> well, you know, she probably would have. She she was a little stubborn. You know, she was always kind of like, you know, if they're here, they're welcome here. She's like, wow. you know, I take comfort in that. And uh, you know, Grandma was a uh, you know was religious, and you know, I would you know try to be like, well, you know, kind of scripture says, Grandma, and she was like, oh rubbish, you know. <laughs> Real, you know, um, stubborn about it, but she knew hmm. she knew the house was haunted. She knew it, yeah. and uh, and uh, I think you know she had just you know she was ninety seven. You know she had wow. been dealing with it for you know ever, and uh, you know she you know didn't you know you didn't talk about it. You might talk about it, and you know it would seem like it was joking, but really it it was. They knew it was haunted, and, um, you know, they just dealt with it. Right. You know, they just, you know, lived with it. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, un- unfortunately, we kind of, that went by fast. But we're kind of running out of time, so I kind of want to, like, I know you have a lot more to, I know you have a lot more to discuss, and, you know, maybe at a later time we can we can talk about some more things, but just to kind of wrap it up a little. So, obviously, Grandma and, and the aunt passed away in the home, uh, or, or were right. they in the home when they, did they... Was it in the they home? They, okay. They both, yep. Both passed in the home. Okay. Um, and then after that, it, it was it, it had been abandoned, not abandoned, but nobody's been living there for quite some time. Or has anybody live well, anybody it, living there afterwards? It's a it's a everything stays. You know, it's it's a family home. Yep. So we own it equally between um, my cousins and my uncle. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's left as a family home. So it's it's open for the summer for whoever wants to come and stay. Oh, okay. And so there's not, there's not someone living there full time. It's basically more more of a, a seasonal a seasonal home. Yes, yes. People, the summer, you know, people are there in the summer. And, you know, um, I personally have been back once, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, for such a, for such a, you know, a home that was so important and pivotal in my life. I always like, you know, I have 
fond memories of that home, and I can't go back. Have you? And and so you, you seem to be some. Uh, obviously, you're very familiar with with the the paranormal, and just by your own experiences, uh, probably a lot more than most people. But have you? Ha, has there been any type of uh, attempt to investigate uh, or document any of the activity there by a group or any uh, photography or video or anything like that? Well, no, and see, I think you know, I've always. Some of me do, does not want to hear what is being said. Right. I have no no doubt whatsoever if it was investigated, you know, it would probably be the holy grail of investigations. Um, but um, I think, you know, grandma was, you know, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't bring it up that the house right. is haunted, you right. know, because people might think that you're crazy or sure. you're kooky or you're, you're whatnot. And, um, my cousins, even though they know that it's haunted, they kind of are like, well, you know, it's kind of, you know, our, our business. Mm. We don't, we don't like to, you know, it's not something, you know, they want to acknowledge. Well, they don't or, want any publicity uh, or anything like that out of it. No, uh, and uh, and uh, so I, I kind of, you know, I never, I, I stopped taking pictures in the home after I went. Yeah, I can see how that would <laughs> yeah, happen. Yeah, I sure. Didn't, yeah, I didn't want to see it. You know, I didn't want to, you know, have to come to terms with that. It's actually, it's a reality. Like, it's it's true. It's legitimate. It's haunted. There's something there, and, you know, I can physically see it. I've been touched. And, um, you know, I, we lived with it, you know, we lived with it for a, you know, a long time. So here's what, here's so, what we're going to no do. Doubt. Here's what we're going to do after, no after doubt. the show's over today, Mike and I are going to get in we're going to rent a van. We're going to start driving. Uh, we're going to rent one of those <laughs> old foreign econo lines <laughs> with, uh, you know, the, the tinted windows and the little, the little decorations on the inside. And we're going to drive out there. Get some snacks. Yep. We'll, we'll drive some out snack, there. Lots of beef jerky <laughs> and maybe some, uh, some, some road suds. Yeah. And uh, we'll be out there. No, but seriously, I mean, if that's ever something that you did want to do or your family wanted to do in terms of um, having an established group come in there and, and do an invest. So as I was saying, I mean, we could, we, Mike and I could probably reach out to some of our connections. If that ever was an option or something that you guys wanted to do and probably get you in touch with somebody out your way, because I know that there's, I mean, there's groups all over the country yeah, that do that sort of thing. So. There's plenty of, plenty of groups. But yeah, like you said, you might not even want to know at this point. And, you, and you're not, you know, one of the things that's different in your case is you're not looking to see if it's haunted. You know that it's haunted. So it, it may be something Absolutely, that you're not yeah. even interested in, in documenting it. Yep. It would. I, it's the only interest that I would kind of have from it is I. I'm kind of you know I struggled for after you know um, and I don't know if it was you know you know care you know caretaker exhaustion or what but after um, you know I was I was finished there at that house you know it was an it was a, an oppressive feeling that stayed with me for mm -hmm. some time hmm. so. Um, I've always been interested to, is it demonic? Is yeah. there such a thing as a friendly spirit? You know, you're just kind of, yeah. so it would be interesting. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, more definitely more questions than answers, family on board. for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right, so let's, yeah, well, once again, you know, we really appreciate well, you coming on. this has been a great show. I mean, thank you very much for your time. It was very enlightening and, and, uh, and extremely interesting, for sure. Yeah, well, obviously, we'll always keep updated, too, and, and what, what I'll do is I'll repost some of the pictures that you sent, uh, that, that got sent before, I'll put those up again so people can that are listening can take a look and, and see exactly what we were kind of talking about earlier. Absolutely. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your time. We really appreciated having you on the show. Oh, I enjoyed myself. Thank you. All right, Tanika. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Well, that was um, Miss Tanika calling from Indiana. Yeah, that was a great – you know – and the funny thing that I've got from that was, and it started off very innocuously. Yeah. And and she made she didn't make a big deal out of it because this is her life and everything. But I, I don't know if you noticed that there was a there was a marked change. Mm. It went from not you know just stories to 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 full blown. I'm uh, battling with something here. I have to section off my home and True. make a. a uh, bunkers and whatnot, <laughs> and, and, and uh, seed to seed territory. And, yeah, you exactly. Know, like you had mentioned, so uh, very interesting place. Um, that's uh, here hitherto unexplored, basically. Yeah, you know, but no it, one has been in there to to kind of document any of this. Exactly, stuff. and that you know that that kind of you know goes to what we were talking about earlier in terms of 
um, you know, investigations and and things of that sort. So, well, yeah, like like we discussed earlier, our 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 foray into the paranormal. So many times you you meet people who um, they have they have an ulterior motive for claiming that their building, their their business or whatever is haunted. So, right. you know, whether it's publicity or money or whatever the case may be. But in this case, this this is a person who's not looking for any type of notoriety and, and actually is, is hesitant to do anything at all. You're much more likely to believe um, that exactly. than, than you would somebody who has, the, you know, these sensationalistic uh, claims because they have, like I said, ulterior motives. That's true. Yeah. No, well, that anyway, was that was a great episode. A good follow up. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, we, and one of the things we do enjoy uh, doing on the program is we like talking to other people. You know, Mike and I we we banter back and forth, but it's good to have different perspectives, different stories. So if you are somebody out there that's had a paranormal experience or uh, any kind of uh, interesting or mysterious yeah. event in your life, you know, we obviously love to talk to you, and you can reach us at. Uh, the Eon Project at yahoo.com. That's the Eon Project at yahoo.com for a direct email. Yep. And I think we can go right to the, I think the website links to that also. The website will link right to that. And you can also, you can uh, mess, message us on Twitter or Facebook. We're on both of those things. You can get you can get links to that on our website, which is the eonproject.com. That's correct. And within the next few weeks, I think we're actually going to have another live uh, guest, in-studio guest uh, on the next episode, if that all pans out. And then um, we're looking at doing a multi multi show uh, multi part show an arc yeah a two or three part show uh, of one particular yep. um, storyline that we can that we're going to talk about so um, and so Mike just just for a future reference too I don't know if you if you want to go to the Asian massage parlor let me know uh, I don't know that I want to go there now and, now, uh, now that I know that there's a cloven hoofed creature that's wandering <laughs> around there giving massages I don't well, know the massage wasn't bad I just couldn't shake the the image of the claws no, out of my head I, I don't think I want to go there all right. That's our show. (laughs) So just remember, until next time, the truth exists. Believe it.